the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's only a matter of time. The evil Dr. Fauci is considering it. He was on uh, Morning Joe this morning on MSNBC. And a British journalist, somebody named Katie Kay, said, quote, It seems crazy to me that a year and a half into this pandemic, you can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody is going to check me. Do you think that needs to change? And this is what the evil doctor said, quote, it's not on the table yet, but it's under consideration. Translation, as I said, only a matter of time. On Monday, Fauci told the Washington Post that vaccination passports for air travel are, quote, on the table. We haven't decided yet, but if the president said, uh, do you know what, what, do you know what, let's go ahead and do it, I would be supportive of it. So what do you think the chances are of the big guy not saying, go ahead and do it? I'd say zero. Fauci also said that he liked the comments that the big guy made last week about the National Transportation Security Administration doubling fines for people who refuse to wear masks in airports. None of this will affect me because I haven't flown in at least 10 years and have zero interest whatsoever in ever setting foot in an airport again. Just wanted to let you know that if you fly frequently, you better get vaccinated or you're going to be grounded. Meanwhile, Here's the latest from Canada and another example of what could be coming here and what would be coming here if the Liberals could get away with it. The Durham region, that uh, includes Toronto, it's like Allegheny County, uh, they, they put out an order prohibiting social gatherings. And what is a social gathering? Well, according to Durham region, it's a gathering of two or more people. Two. And according to this official document... What are hosts of social gatherings required to do under this order? Here it is, quote, maintain a list of full names and contact information, including phone numbers, for all attendees at the social gathering, regardless of age, in a private dwelling and or commercial premises, and upon request, shall provide Durham Region Health Department with this information within 24 hours of the request or other time specified. So if you have the kiddies over for a birthday party, get their names and phone numbers or you'll be in trouble. And uh, and this is the kind of trouble you'll be in. What's, what's the penalty for a host of two or more people not complying? Quote, Individuals may be charged and fined, are you ready, up to $5,000 per day, while corporations may be fined up to $25,000 per day. Once again, this is for a disease that 99.7% of people survive. Unbelievable. And and the, the question by KDK, can you be, uh, believe this is still uh, – that a year and a half in – we're still not required to have a passport. My question would be the exact opposite. A year and a half in, you're still talking about it. Oh, Anyway, when we come back, an interview with Joe Sweeney. He's a contractor who was in Afghanistan right up until a couple of days before the withdrawal on August 31st. And in our second half hour, somebody needs to tell Sandy Cortez that the rich are taxed too much. Stick around. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. 
Don't wait. Text the word money to 813-813 now. By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Joe Sweeney is uh, here in the studio with me, and uh, we've been talking about Joe. We have uh, an evening with Joe Sweeney coming up at the Christchurch uh, at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Joe is a government contractor. He um, just uh, came back from Afghanistan a few days before the August 31st deadline. We had uh, we ran a, a, a recording of the interview he did on uh, our sister station with uh, John and Kathy over on Word FM. Um, and uh, we are going to have this evening with Joe coming up uh, this Friday uh, from uh, 6 to 8.30, and uh, the tickets are available at theanswerpgh.com. We'll talk about that about uh, talk more about that in a second. But first of all, Joe, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks, John. Good to be here. Uh, sorry, yeah. Try that again. Oh, good to be there here. There we thanks, go, John. I'm in I'm in big trouble here because I actually am in charge of pushing this red button when you're you know this is a little bit too complicated for me. So sorry about that. Anyway, so I, I, Joe, thanks for coming in. I, I um, what is a con? We hear this all the time. Contractors, they're trying to get them out of Afghanistan. What is a contractor? Well, a U.S. security contractor <clears throat> is. Individuals that have a skill set where the government will hire them through a bidded contract. For example, you can have a contractor that's good in construction work in Afghanistan. U.S. companies, they, they supervise construction projects. Our particular group, we were um, security contractors where we brought skills of a law enforcement and military uh, skill set. Weapons, explosives, uh, surveillance, 
documents, you know. So we, we come into a country that's allied with the United States, and the program is in, I think, over 70 or 100 countries. We come in for a certain amount of time. We worked with the local paramilitary forces, the cops, federal yep. police usually, or commandos. We train them up on the skill, we equip them, and we get them out there in a the mission and support. Now, who hires you, the government or the or the, the someone in the country where you end up? Well, there's usually defense contractor companies hire us. Okay, they, so it's so it's a an American company will hire you. This comp, the, but the American company has been hired by the government to find people. Is that correct? The, okay, basically, what the company, the third party, con- they handle our travel, our pay, any of those types of yeah. things. The mission comes from the government. So, and how much experience did have you had in Afghanistan? Uh, I was there. I've been there over three and a half years. I was there once in, well, a few times in 2013, 14 time frame. And I went back in 2018 and been there ever since, spending six to seven months a year in country. So, and you come back and stay here for a while and then head back over. Correct. So, what is your skill set? That they What, what skill set were you hired for? Well, I was hired for counterterrorism and explosive countermeasures. So okay. I would come in and support either two of those programs. I can also support the weapons, uh, the tactical operations section as well. Were you working with the Afghan uh, police forces? Yes. That, 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 or the Afghan military or, or military or both? Uh, just, the, just the police forces. They call them commando units over there. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to train the military. That's for the, our military to do. We trained the law enforcement arm of these countries. Well, how soon before the August 31st deadline did you get out of there? Uh, we got the evac notice to be ready in three hours no. on uh, the 14th, I believe it was. And where were you when you got that notice? So we were on our camp at, in a rural part of Afghanistan. Yeah, but how far from the airport? Far enough that we needed helicopters to take us. Oh, so you were getting there in three hours by car or yeah. truck? Or- well, it's not that far, but we had a three-hour window to pack, start sterilizing the camp. And get ready to move. What does sterilize the camp mean? Well, you know, get rid of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, these... No, we're uh, not cleaning not, it. Not Clorox. No. 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 It, it's, you know, we got to prepare. There's certain things we can't leave there. So we had to make sure they went with us. You know, certain equipment, things like that. Files. What What can you tell me? Now, you got out a few days before the actual... I think you got came home on Saturday and the deadline was like Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. No, right? I, I, I got back here on Tuesday the 17th. Oh, you were out two weeks before. Yeah. So you didn't... See the total chaos at the airport then? You were gone? You were out by then? Pretty happy to be out at that point? Well, when we got to the airport, no, it was chaos. Yeah. Trust me. It was chaos. Uh, most of our team were already scheduled on a charter that was there. Uh, there were four of us that were supposed to stay behind. Um, and we didn't know how we were going to get out at that point. We knew we were trying to get out on a C-17. But uh, we turned in our weapons. We were told... You know, there was eight of us plus four. There's 12 Americans and a couple of British security folks. Stand by. We're going to get you on a C-17. So four hours later, we're still standing there. Taliban attacks the south end of the airport. We don't have our guns. It's like, what's going on? You know, so we were told 80 seconds coming in. Stand by. You know, we're working through it. A couple more hours go by. We come outside. We talk to one of the flight line guys. He says, I don't know who you are. So we tell him who we are, and he goes, no one told me you were here. Now, who, who's no one, and who, who, who should no one have been? Well, that's a good question, because that's yeah. what we asked him. Like, well, we were told to stand by here. We were manifested on a C-17, and he looked at us, and he goes, all my C-17s are full. He said, I got bad news for you. He goes, I can't help you. He says, you're going to have to find your own way out of here. Now, where are you at this point when he says that? So are you still in your camp hours away, or no, you, we're, you're at the airport? We're at the airport okay. in North Kia. Yeah, the military side of the airport. So I looked at my colleague and I said, we got to go make some new friends because this guy doesn't know what's going on. Now, who was this guy you were talking about? Well, not specifically who, but... Yeah, he was, he's a coordinator running all the flight lines. He U.S. Was, government guy? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, contractor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had the information of the flights coming and going, who was on them, what gears got to get on. I mean, it was, it was chaotic. It, there was no plan here. I mean, it was... You know, you still got a battle going on in the south end. You can see the tracers going up in the air. Who's battling there? Taliban. Yeah, but Taliban and whom? 82nd. So it's Taliban and Americans, not Taliban and Afghans. They already packed it in. Yeah, yeah. So this is Americans fighting. Yeah, and actually they pushed them back. It was more of a harassment attack down there Uh at the south end. They were shooting at the helicopters. We could see the rounds, the tracer rounds. Um, I think they were really just making sure nobody 
from an Afghan standpoint, were trying to leave down that end. Yeah. So, uh, but it was an attack. It was it hit one of the south end of the terminals, uh, and there was a small security contingent there uh, that was also fighting back down there to keep them at bay. Were you? Uh, was there a time when you were wondering if you were going to get out rather than when? Mm, no, I knew we'd get out, but I didn't know when. You yeah. know, we were told to find our own way. So we started working those processes, and then within a couple hours, we were able to... You know some people over there. Well, you, we find, you know a guy. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we, we needed to know several. Yeah, I know a guy. He'll take care of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to ask you, um, you've been home now for a month. It'll be a month Friday yeah. if you came out on the 17th, which is when we're going to be talking to you at the church in Sewickley. Oh, that's right. Uh, um, uh, you what you uh, you've been watching I'm sure the news and 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 watching the media coverage but also listening to what's been coming out of the Biden administration how much of what you are hearing from them should people be believing um zero <laughs> that's not very much no it, it, it's you know John it, I understand it's a complicated world in these countries I've been doing it a long time but what we're hearing being reported is certainly not what the truth is on the ground or how things transpired. Uh, that's just a fact. So what? Um, what are, what's the most? Because we don't have a lot of time. We'll have time uh, Friday night at the uh, uh, Christ Church at Grove Farm in Swickley. I'm not just saying that as a plug, which I, I, I want people to come and see us. Get your tickets at theanswerpgh.com. But I, I, I'm looking forward to having more time to talk to you about this because I only got about ten minutes left here. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, the, when when uh, you're dealing with watching what the Biden administration is doing, what's the biggest? I I won't even call it a lie. The biggest misconception that's coming out from our government right now. Well, the deployment, my rotation before this one, I was there six months, and we were there in January, February, and we knew then there was problems. We knew then. There was weaknesses throughout the country and some of the forces. They were fighting. I mean, this this notion of they just all ran away is not true. We lost a squad that Wednesday before we evac'd out of there. Forty-eight guys. They ran out of ammo. And they got killed. They killed them all. Attacked and killed. Not they didn't. They weren't killed as they were running away. No, they were fighting the Taliban and basically ran out of ammunition. They couldn't get resupplied. So there were battles going on. They, they didn't just turn and walk away. Yeah. Now that's a, that's what we're being led to believe. <clears throat> well, I'm sure there were some battles that that didn't yeah. occur. Yeah. But I can also tell you, many times these Afghan soldiers didn't get paid for three or four months. Taliban. We also heard reports that potentially were paying some of them to put their arms down. You know, where were they getting their money? Pakistan. Uh, the Haqqani network mainly. Yeah, they're they're pretty well funded. They're, they've been in Afghanistan for for a long time. So, you know, the truth of that this was a surprise that it fell as fast as it did. No way. We were all watching Taliban how fast they were they were being aided by somebody. There's no way they moved through that country with that kind of speed, and that kind of success without somebody supporting their efforts. Um, I don't want to I don't want to guess. I don't want to surmise. You know, but. There were certainly a lot of factors that contributed to that. So for someone to stand there and tell me we were totally surprised that it fell that fast. Does does anybody you know who's been over there uh, and and especially been over there recently agree with what the what the government is putting out? No. Does uh <laughs> This is amazing. The, the, yeah. the, the, I mean, this is this isn't this is just this is the president of the United States getting up there and telling people we were just I just heard uh, um, Milley, the general man, the general manager, the general say uh, we would no way would could we ever imagine that this would fall that fast. Is that a lie? I disagree with that statement. Yeah. But it, but you don't know if he's blatantly lying. You just know he was greatly mistaken. Well, or he should have known. I know where I get my information from. I don't know where he gets his, but I can tell you the information I was exposed to and had gotten in the past. And you were there. I was there. This, I mean, you know, I, I just can't. I just can't fathom how they had no idea that this collapse was going to happen that fast. So, from it, what my experience is and what I was told through other friends of friends, mm-hmm. you know, that are over there um, and in different positions. Uh, Sorry, it's it just it's just something I can't I can't agree with. Were uh, how many people do you know who are still stranded? Uh, even though uh, Jen Saki said uh, that's not a word we should use because there's nobody stranded there. Well, they're stranded. We we had um, 
Afghans that work for us, right, that, that contribute to this mission and training and mission support. Yeah. We have right now 45 individuals plus interpreters uh, stuck there hiding in their homes because Taliban is actively hunting them down and killing them. Cutting their tongues out, I saw, is one of their – In uh, their heads. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're giving their children to the Taliban leadership or they're selling them into traffic. What would have happened to you if you'd have been caught by the Taliban? Well, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, but I mean, would th- it would not have been pretty, I'm guessing. Well, you know, at that time, it, you know, we probably would have been held. I mean, I'm sure we'd have been a bargaining chip. Um, uh, okay. But eventually, you know, as, as things deteriorate in those talks or whatever they, they say they're having over there, yeah, we'd have been killed. There's no doubt. Or would have been leveraged. would have been prisoners of war. I mean, mm-hmm. you can call whatever you want. Are there um, – uh, <laughs> Is, what what's the chances of how long is it going to take the, for this to to turn around and and is the stuff that you know that you know is not being told to the American people is this stuff going to be eventually made known to the American people? Hard to say. It's hard to say. Is there, well, I guess what I was going to ask was, you know this stuff. You know people who know this stuff. How is it? How has the government been able to this point to tamp it down to the point? Where we hear, you know, rumblings about it, but there's nobody coming out and saying, I was there, this is a big lie, and, you know, someone like you. You just don't see people like this. No, because, <clears throat> you know, there there are things you can't talk about in this in this type of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that will come out because we're, everyone's frustrated who was there and still trying to get there. And there are too many people who were involved. That's just, it can't, it can't They can't hold it down forever. Thousands right? of us over there were doing this job in different fashions. So eventually it will come out. Will anything be done about it? Probably not. Well, we'll talk about this Friday night. Uh, Joe will be with me and Kathy Emmons from Word FM, and uh, we're going to talk about it from 6 to 8.30. You can get your tickets at theanswerpgh.com. i got about a little less than three minutes. Um, what is the Acervo Project, and where are you traveling next to deal with that? The Acervo Project, we formed, my wife and I, in 2017. It's an anti-trafficking organization that combats human trafficking and child exploitation in all its forms. Mm-hmm. We have an operations section where we have analysts, surveillance teams, and operation teams, and investigations that go out, put boots on the ground to find the predators and also rescue the victims. Plus, we have some other um, support networks that we can talk about Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our job that we've been committed to, and it and it ties into the same humanitarian job basically we were doing over there. Um, You're headed to Southeast Asia? Yeah. Yeah, that's our next mission. Um, we've been planning that for a while. COVID, you know, threw a wrench into travel with a lot of things. But we have we have also several cases here locally that yeah, we're working. Yeah, I had wanted to make sure I got that. I got about a minute and a half left. What about locally? Yeah, we partner with law enforcement and the task forces here. We do a heavy lift for them. We get tips and leads and we investigate them. We try to find the victims where they're at, where they're being sold. And we're talking about Western PA? Oh, yeah. Western PA, it, it's in every single state in the country. They estimated we were at a, I was at a training conference this morning with the federal uh, task force and some other folks. They estimate uh, ten billion dollars a year just in sex trafficking alone in the United States. Now, but uh, who's doing this? I mean, and, and in Western Pennsylvania, how much more of a problem is it than people in Western Pennsylvania realize? Oh, it's 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 huge. I mean, we've we've had cases here from child predators to girls being brought in from other states being sold, and it's under the guise of prostitution, mm-hmm. but they're being forced. Or coerced into this, uh, these traffickers find a vulnerability in these young people, and they leverage it and manipulate it, and they have them forced doing these things to make them money. And I have about thirty seconds left. What can be done about that? Well, come out Friday to Christ Church Grove Farm, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the Aservo Project in more detail. You can also go to our website at theaservoproject.org. That's a s s e r v o project.org. Yep, theaservoproject.org. And you can see on the pages there describes the problem, what we do to combat it, and there's also a donation page. And we've also started a mission called Af- uh, Operation Afghan Freedom, where we're also going to start uh, trying to rescue these women and children out of that part of the world. Well, you're doing good work, and uh, I hope you're enjoying yourself not being in Afghanistan right now and uh, the lovely uh, Western PA weather we're having and everything else that's going on. I hope you're having a good time now because you're heading back into the thick of it here, I guess, pretty soon. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, it's uh, it's busy days here, but, um, you know, that's what we're called to do. Bro. Joe Sweeney, thanks for being on. We will see you 6 o'clock at the uh, – the 
Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. It'll be uh, Joe with me and Kathy Emmons. Thanks uh, for being here, Joe. Thanks, John. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Three former U.S. presidents are joining forces to support refugees from Afghanistan. Republican George W. Bush and Democrats Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, along with their wives, will serve in a new group that's helping Afghans settle in the United States. It's called Welcome.us and is a coalition of advocacy groups, U.S. businesses, and other leaders. The website will allow Americans to donate, host a refugee family, or find other ways to help. In a statement, the Bushes said thousands of Afghans stood with us, and now they need our help. Greg Clugston, Washington. Nicholas weakening into a tropical depression as it crawls across southern Louisiana, unleashing heavy rain across the coast of Mississippi, Alabama, and the Florida Panhandle. The storm turning into a sprawling system with lots of water. On Wall Street, the Dow up 218 points, and the Nasdaq ahead 100. This is SRN News listener that stands out that I work with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Total or corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents an evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. This Friday from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Get tickets now at TheAnswerPGH.com. Sponsored in part by Veteran Plumbing and Peace Love and Little Donuts. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Why doing it right roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. No evidence of widespread voter fraud. It's like Tourette syndrome. They're already screaming no evidence of widespread fraud in California. It's a little bit like the COVID vaccine controversies. The more they scream there is no evidence, the more we think there is. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250, The Answer, AM 1250 and FM 92. The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It is a solid jam on the outbound Parkway East, barely moving from Stanwix all the way out to approaching Edgewood. Swiss Vale, that's a crash in the right lane. Your speed's down to the single digits. Want to avoid it if you can. Now, on the inbound side, it's heavy from Greensburg, Pike down to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Also, 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Not as bad on the Parkway West, but it is a little congested inbound between Carnegie and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see low clouds tonight with a heavy thunderstorm early in the evening, then patchy fog late with a low of 59. That fog will continue into tomorrow morning. It will be humid, otherwise mostly cloudy skies tomorrow, high 78. 
Partly cloudy and mild tomorrow night, low 63. Friday will round out the week with variable cloudiness. It'll be humid with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, by now you've seen the pictures of Sandy Cortez, one of the most clueless and overexposed politicians in American history, uh, wearing a dress to the Met Gala in New York with the words Tax the Rich written on the dress. Uh, Tickets to the event were $35,000. That included a free dinner, I think. Uh, Somebody needs to tell Sandy the rich already pay too much in taxes. David Harsani uh, could tell her uh, or she could read his piece at uh, nationalreview.com. And David joins us now. David, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, uh, and it's Harsani, right? I think I got that wrong, yeah, which I, I do all the time. You did. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Don't worry about it. Good. Democrats have been uh, have been running on tax the rich for a long time. So how is this different, David, this time? Or is it any different? Um, it is a little bit different, I guess, in that... Uh, and that not only do Democrats want to raise just the overall rates on rich people, uh, they want to have a specific special wealth tax and other taxes that just aim are aimed at rich people themselves. Now, you know, her dress said tax the rich. I mean, who disagrees with that? Everyone wants to tax the rich. It's not like we don't tax the rich. We we tax them at 37 percent rate, most of them. And that's that's a lot of money. And. Listen, when I write a column that says we tax the rich too much, it is probably the most unpopular column that I write all year, uh, except for when I uh, write my pro-designated hitter column. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, other than that, um, people get really mad because it's easy to sort of, you know, want to tax people who are who are who make more than you and have a lot of stuff. It's, it's part of the politics of envy, but it's not good policy. Well, um I uh, covered sports and still do to some degree, but mostly I'm doing this kind of stuff now. But I covered sports for 40 years. You and I could have a debate about the DH, so we'll save that for <laughs> we'll save that for for another time. It's interesting to me though that I mean, you write for a conservative magazine, conservative website, National Review, um, and even when you write st- stuff for them, for those outlets, you get. Are these conservatives who are who are or are these are these people who are just trolling you and and you know about the tax the rich thing? Uh, I, I think there's been a populist turn in the Republican Party and among conservatives uh, where I think they've turned on uh, the idea or, or they they're mad at corporations they're mad at you know people who run these corporations and they they don't they think rich people are getting away with something and I'm not saying they're not. You know, I think cronyism is a problem in this country, but I don't think it's because of the tax rate or that we don't tax them too much. Um, I mean, my argument is simply that if you rely on one small group to pay all the taxes, uh, no one else feels the size of government when, when you want to pass something. So it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, let's expand government when you know you're not going to have to pay. And people don't like to hear this either, but the middle class tax rates haven't gone up in decades. So we're not really feeling what's going on in Washington. And I think that's a problem. Um, and it's a, a tax the rich is a stupid, empty slogan, really. But but do most people, uh, they do nod their heads in agreement when they hear it? Like, yeah, of course, that's these people have too much money. We got to take some of them away from them and give it to the poor. Yeah, like around 80 percent of people want to tax the rich at a higher rate. But when you when you poll people and ask them, how much do you think the rich should pay? They usually say less than the actual rate is already. They'll say something like 25 percent, rate 37 percent, you know. So um, but then they talk about raising capital gains taxes or other ways of taxing rich people. But I have a problem with that simply because I think that rich people, I'd rather have rich people reinvesting their money, um, you know, helping businesses or helping create jobs or taking risks. And I do giving it to Bernie Sanders so he can pass $3.5 trillion dollar you know, boondoggle. So for me, you know, that's another reason why I don't want to tax the rich any higher. Yeah, I, I just, um, I don't understand. I never understand why people um, are so interested in taxing corporations and taxing the rich. Um, you would think that uh, that they would um, just kind of understand that the government, I mean, have, how much do you have to pay attention to realize that if we take money from uh, the rich guy, and give it to uh, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, she's going to waste it rather than have the rich guy just put it somewhere where it might do 
I don't know, a lot of people some good, you know, create some jobs, whatever. People don't seem to grasp yeah. that. No, they don't. I mean, I've, I've never, you know, I ask people to point to, to point to a time where a tax increase actually alleviated poverty. I mean, I just don't really get it. So, no. you know, in the old in the old days, taxes were taxes were about some communal project, right? So a road or a, you know what we needed things together. And now it's openly about redistributing someone's money, which also bothers me because there's something called property rights that we have. And uh, the idea that government can just come in and take what's yours and give it to someone else just because you're more successful, to me, is, is an un-American idea. I'm not saying we shouldn't help anybody out there if they need it, but, you know, the, the, you know just the, the idea keeps growing and growing to where we have to just, uh, you know, I mean, AOC one time wrote that even people unwilling to work should be, so, I mean, by the government. So this is the kind of idea that's just, just basically social, a new kind of socialism. They're, they're, they're now giving people money. I, I think it's in uh, L.A. or San Francisco. They're giving people money to not kill people, to not shoot someone. Uh, I, I, there's like five, they get $500 a month. Uh, I, I'm serious that it's part of a uh, guaranteed income project, and I saw it somewhere. There's, there's only like 500 people they're doing it for right now, but they're giving them money. They're taking money from someone, a productive person, and giving it to a... Uh, a really unproductive, non-productive person, and someone who might murder somebody, and asking them, "Listen, if we give you five hundred bucks, would you would you mind not shooting somebody today?" I mean, so it's yeah. it's theft, isn't it, David? You're taking money from one person, give it to another. I'm sorry, it's theft. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think taxation itself is theft, but I think at a certain point it becomes theft when you're when you, yeah, like you say, when the, when the, when the sole purpose of that taxation. It's simply just to give it to someone else, um, not someone who can't provide for themselves sometimes, but someone who just has less because, you know, sometimes because of circumstance, but sometimes because they didn't work as hard as another person. I know we're not allowed to say that anymore, but it, it is part of the equation. And also, you know, it is just an unhealthy thing in society to make people dependent on government. You know, people, yep. there are a lot of jobs out there right now. I'm not saying that, it, you know, everyone can just find one. But there's work out there. It's not as if we're in the depression or something. We're in, a, we're in actually a boom economy in many ways. And yet, uh, you know, we're acting like we're in some, you know, forever job emergency, which simply isn't the case. We're talking to David Harsani. He's a uh, senior writer at National Review, and he has a piece up uh, today at uh, nationalreview.com uh, telling uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that the rich are taxed too much. Here's a great quote from Thomas Sowell. Uh, Since this is an era when many people are concerned about quote-unquote fairness and quote-unquote social justice, what is your fair share of what someone else has worked for? Seems like a fair question. As you say... It's kind of hard for people to come up with an answer, and when they do, it's less than what's already being taken from them. Yeah, most of the time. I mean, I, I don't exactly remember where this was, but I remember at some event, it was some Democratic event, but someone, you know, one of these web, conservative websites went around and asked people what the rich should be taxed, and almost everyone had came up with a lower percentage than they were being taxed right now. You know, people talk about corporate taxes and the, you know, Many of them say, listen, this corporation doesn't pay taxes or, or that one doesn't pay taxes, which is not even true. But corporate taxes are, are just passed through to consumers anyway. So as is, you know, so in the end, you're going to pay those taxes as well. I, I, I always marvel at how people want to raise corporate taxes really high. I mean, do they understand where that comes from? Either it's going to come in, in shrinking the size of that company or, you know, having fewer employees or you're going to be charged more. So it doesn't really make sense to, to me either. So what what is the breakdown? You mentioned the 37%, but what's the breakdown on what the so-called rich pay? Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but it's like the top 10% pay or over 70% of all um, income taxes. And I think the top, like, 1% pay, you know, 43% of, of that, of all income taxes. Um, but more than that, the top... Again, I might be slightly off, but the top, I think the top, the, the top strata of taxpayer pay are the only group that pay more in taxes than they do take up percentage wise of all income, meaning they, they overpay even in that way. Yeah. So there's just really, you know, no argument. And people say, well, they're rich and they can afford it. Yeah, well, you know, it's still not your property, right? I mean, yeah. um, so I, I think that they, at the very least, we can say they pay their fair share. Yeah, I think it's, uh, see, I, I don't believe in fair shares because 
fair as a subjective thing, and, and who's going to decide what's fair, me or Sandy, uh, Sandy Cortez? I don't want her deciding what's fair, you know. Um, but uh, here's, the, here's the numbers you have in your piece, and you don't have them in front of you. In 2018, the top 1% of income earners made nearly 21% of all income but paid 40% of all federal income taxes. And we're not even talking about state taxes, state income taxes here, which we have here in Pennsylvania. The top 10% earned 48% and paid 71% of all federal income tax. But the best numbers for me are the ones are the people who paid no income tax. And we're, we're hearing, I mean, uh, people making less than 75000 are projected to have no tax liability after deductions and credits. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think actually it's like 1.8 at the in the end. But yeah, I mean, or like you know, sixty something percent will pay nothing this year. Um, and and you know that's been the case for a while, where you have forty something percent of people paying almost no income tax. And Mitt Romney, I don't know if people remember, mentioned this and got in a lot of trouble. But it's a fact that if you're not if you don't have to pay in, you're going to be much more susceptible to wanting to expand government because you're not, you know that it's not going to, you're just going to get something. You're not going to have to give anything. And people are, I'm not saying people are greedy, but you know, they're not, you know, they're not stupid. They understand that. And, you know, I mean, it's an unpopular thing, but I feel like if we're going to keep expanding government, everyone should have to take on some of that and feel what that means. Not just our children in the future, and not just the wealthy right now. Yeah, so uh, people who are in favor of all these programs, uh, it's a lot easier to be in favor of it when you're paying one point eight percent or nothing in federal income tax. Uh, you're, according to your piece, more than sixty-one percent of Americans—that's one hundred and seven million people, households—zero federal income tax for twenty twenty. Yeah, that's a, that's the projection, and you know, I mean, we do pay other taxes. People pay you know, payroll taxes, which is it's for them. It's a savings for them in the long run, or they pay, you know, property taxes, or they pay, uh, you know, state income taxes in most places and things like that. I'm not saying they don't pay any taxes, and people certainly feel the crunch, especially, you know, um, the middle class, which pays the, the high property taxes and things like that in a lot of states. But I mean, it's if we're talking about the federal government, uh, they don't they don't pay as much as you know they the rich pay most of that. And uh, uh, that's why I consider it theft, uh, and I'm a, I'm for the national sales tax because, um, it, you know, if it's if it's a state tax, income tax, and you don't like it, you can move to another state. When you start doing it with a federal income tax, there's no escape unless you leave the country, which I'm not interested in doing. But uh, David, you would think I don't know, uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I would think that people would, would not expect anybody to have to work more than four months which is 37%, to pay their taxes. Every year i got to work from January to May or uh, April to before I, I'm working for myself. I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. And that, again, that doesn't include state income. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the, you know, automatic deductions. People don't really feel that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you use stupid words like uh, refund, like they're yeah. doing us a favor right. by holding on to our money. Um, and then giving it back to us without any interest. But I mean, yeah, so that's a, you know, for a couple of, for a few years there in my life, I had to write a check to the IRS every year and pay my taxes. And I'll tell you, it was brutal and you really feel it, but yeah. you don't feel it this way. And, uh, but of course there's no real way back from that. There's, uh, just as with the sales, national sales tax, tax, I mean, I am for consumption taxes because they tax you for the things you buy rather than just yeah. your income and savings. Yeah. The problem with that is, of course, they're never going to get rid of all the other taxes. No, they, just you can't have both. Tax. No, yeah. Right. Um, now, here's my here's my solution. We're talking to David Harsani. He's a senior writer for the for National Review. Um, here's my solution to that, David. Tell me what you think of it. Um, you know, because they said they were doing everybody a favor by taking them, you know, you won't have to be bothered with paying the taxes. We'll take it out before you see it. We'll have your employer take it out for you. And that's like doing everybody a favor. Uh, my grandfather probably got paid in a, in a, in a little brown manila envelope. You know, um, they probably got, he probably got cash every Friday as he was going out the door. Imagine if they, my, here's my solution. You pay everybody in cash, uh, at work, you know, every two weeks, whenever it is. And then there are different booths uh, in the in the building as you're leaving, where you stop and you pay. Okay, we paid you a hundred bucks this week. Uh, we need you to give uh, fourteen dollars to your federal income tax. Here's a give me another uh, eleven for the state. Uh, plus, we need five for the township. 
so that you actually see the money that you made that you don't get to keep. No, that, that, to me, is a huge problem. I think it would end in, a, in five minutes if everybody had to pay cash for their taxes on the way out the door every two weeks. Yeah, people would go grab their muskets, right? I yeah. mean, um, even even if uh, even your property taxes are inside your mortgage, right? So if it weren't uh, yeah. that way, it would be crazy. Yeah. So um, you you also uh, have a book coming out in October called Euro Trash. I have a couple of minutes left. I want to let you talk about that. Why America must reject the failed ideas of a dying continent. What's that? What's your? I, I think that pretty much tells me what the book's about. But why? Why, why should America reject it? Well, I go through topic by topic in the way that uh, many people here, especially liberals, but increasingly some pop, other populist champion ideas that are going on in Europe here, from healthcare to to the way we deal with the elderly to uh, free speech and on and on, and uh, how we're adopting those ideas and we champion those ideas here, like in the New York Times and places like that. Um, so I go through issue by issue, and I make where I try to debunk their arguments, and I make arguments about the American spirit and uh, and how it's how the way we live. You know, we're, I think we're less racist than than any country in Europe. Frankly, I think that we are uh, freer than any country in Europe, and I think that we need to hold on to these ideals uh, that are a bit messy sometimes, but I think that they're worthwhile. And uh, Europe is not the answer. In fact, they should be looking over here for answers, in my opinion. Do uh, a lot of Democrats or most Democrats still love Europe? Think that we should be more like Europe? Yeah, I mean, you have the, the progressives want us to be like Scandinavia, though, as I point out in my book, they get it all wrong. Scandinavia is much more capitalistic than they think. They just prop up their welfare state with capitalism. Um, and they, yeah, I mean, I think they do. There are arguments, as I point out, in the New York Times and the New Yorker and elsewhere where they say we should adopt European uh, speech codes, you know, hate, hate speech, things like that. Um, it goes on and on. I think that they have adopted the same kind of ideas. They're, they're global left-wing ideas for the most part, um, technocratic ideas, and that we are not like that. We're not built like that. Uh, this is a country of self-selected risk-takers, and we just can't live our lives like they did in Europe. In fact, this country exists because we didn't want to live our lives like Europeans. Um, so I think we need to continue to think that way. We threw a bunch of Europeans out of here a couple hundred years ago, I think. Hey, um, I, I, I appreciate you being on, David. I'm out of time. I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk to you again when the book comes out in October. Thank you. Anytime. Okay, that's David Harsani. You can see his piece at nationalreview.com. And don't forget this book, Euro Trash. We'll be right back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. 
For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. In the last 12 months, the Federal Reserve has added over $4 trillion to their balance sheet. It's led to an explosion in financial assets, stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, housing prices have all exploded higher. But the Federal Reserve can't keep this going forever. This is unsustainable. It's why you need Advantage Gold. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. We don't pay celebrities millions of dollars. We pass that value on to you. It's why we're number one. Call 800-900-8000 now. Speak with one of our experts and learn how. We'll send you a free gold kit and a copy of my national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call 800-900-8000 now. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Two good guests today. I get good guests. Um, Joe Sweeney kind of was handed to me, uh, which is great. He's a... Local guy, he uh, lives in Moon Township, he's from Hazelwood. We're going to be talking to him uh, Friday at the uh, Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley from 6 to 8.30. You can get your tickets at theanswerpgh.com. I hope if you listen to our first segment that uh, you see uh, a good reason to, to come to this thing so we can get into more uh, depth and detail with Joe about what's happening in Afghanistan. Um, and... I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, his answer to my believe his answer to my question when I asked him, you know, you've you've watched what this coming out of the uh, Biden administration about what's what happened and what is happening in uh, Afghanistan, and uh, you've you've seen the media coverage of it. I think my question was, uh, how much should the American people believe? And I believe Mike, correct me if I'm wrong here. He said zero, zero. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty small number. In other words, this guy was over there up until about two weeks before the whole thing collapsed. And, you know, he got out of there just in time. He's been over there multiple times. You should believe zero of what you're hearing from the government. See you Friday night at the Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.